Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Woodenville Wine Country. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KBI. Well, hello, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your master mixologist, commodore of cocktails here today. 11 a.m. to noon, right here on 570 KBI, every Saturday for Happy Hour Radio. Got a great show coming up today. We've got uh, Heather Early, the wine ambassador for Gruway Sparkling Wines from New Mexico. And I've got uh, chef, local chef and author Becky Salengut, who just released a book called Shroom. And uh, that just makes my head spin a little bit and my mouth water at the same time. I'm looking around, speaking of mouth watering, uh, we got some great events out there all around Puget Sound. Uh, the Red Mountain Block Party is coming up late September. Check out Red Mountain AVA.com. And then up in Woodenville, we've got uh, Crush. Uh, go to WoodenvilleWineCountry.com. Two great events, lots of fun. And don't forget, uh, last week's show, we had a fantastic uh, segment with Brian Cisneros, the founder of Northwest Chocolate Festival, which will be October 3rd through the 5th, uh, nwchocolate.com. I will be there. Look for me. Uh, I will be the one with... Uh, well, this stuff doesn't melt on your fingers, but <laughs> it'll be melting in my mouth. Um, and we'll need some bubbles to clear that up. So, Heather Early, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, very excited to uh, see that Preset Brands uh, got behind uh, Gruet Sparkling, because uh, Gruet has a, a great history in America, or America, <laughs> and uh they've got some outstanding sparkling wines, and I'm sure that uh, you'll tell us all about them today. So... Tell me about the first vintage of Gruet and how it got started. And who is Gruet? Gruet is sparkling wine. That is who we are. Uh, Gilbert Gruet, um, he is the preeminent uh, wine producer in Beton in France. And he and his family decided to come on over to the United States, see what they could find. And they settled in Albuquerque, New Mexico, of all places. Um, there had been a couple winemakers doing some doing their thing there for a couple years, and they just figured, why not? Let's see what happens. Albuquerque must have sounded French. It's Albuquerque. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And, you know, the interesting thing about Albuquerque, it's actually very similar to Champagne in terms of uh, elevation and climate. So it worked out well for that, and... They got a little warmth during the day, too. But it ends there. <laughs> done. They just, they just got to Albuquerque, and they were like, we're done. <laughs> oh, this looks just like our homeland in Champagne. Uh, c'est bon, c'est bon. Well, speaking of altitude, so New Mexico. Um, New Mexico doesn't get a lot of credit except for you know producing nuclear weapons. <laughs> They've NWDs. got a chili festival, too. They've got a chili fest. Oh, that's right. They have chilies. They do. And uh, uh, skiing in Taos. Um, but Albuquerque... Obviously uh, made famous by the Partridge Family song. So you, we have a Frenchman who decided that he was going to plant Chardonnay Pinot Noir. Just Chardonnay Pinot Noir. They did some Pinot Meunier, but it needs a lot of water and not so much of that in New Mexico. Oh, okay. So that climate thing's not always the same. <laughs> well, um, Monsieur Gruet, uh, I understand that he has a great heritage. He used to work for 
Krug. He did indeed. He did indeed. Um, he was actually just a blue-collar worker, decided he wanted to get into sparkling wine, get into the champagne industry, and actually spent all of his time outside of his work interning with Krug and eventually created a wine co-op in Beton. And from there, uh, created Gruet et Fille, Gruet and Sons. And that's his sparkling house in Beton in France. Uh, I love it. And your accent is uh, very, very good, very, very <laughs> nice. Uh, let's see how great these wines are because I know I've had Gruet before. And if you haven't had Gruet, um, one of the uh, tastiest sparkling wines for really uh, under 20 bucks. And uh, it's hard to get a Method Champenoise uh, product, um, or a wine, I should say. I don't like to use the word product, but... Um, this is really tasty. So the first wine we're going to try right now is the Gruet Brut. And this is a multi-vintage, or are they actually single vintage? This is multi-vintage. Um, our three core wines, the Brut, the Blanc de Noir, and the Rosé, are all non-vintage wines. Um, but we are actually the only sparkling producer in America that does three vintage wines. They're just not as common. Uh, well, they are uncommon. And uh, so I just took a sip of the Gruet Brut. Um, this is a blend of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Correct. It has a great, uh, a pale yellow color. Um, uh, this temperature is just, just off chilled, so uh, you get a great texture. And I always say that if you want to hide something in a wine, you chill it. Um, but when the wine is not chilled, it can't hide anything. And uh, I appreciate tasting wine when I was on premise uh, as the wine director for the Rainer Club. We'd always be sure that the wines were never too chilled. So we could really appreciate the texture, the nuance, the, the aromas. And uh, this has a definitely a brioche, a touch of almond, a little bit, just a mm -hmm. very, very slight hint of popcorn butter. Um, the acidity is just over moderate plus. It's just right there. So it's not so bright that... Uh, um, I'm sure if you chilled a little more, that acidity would probably be a little more uh, uh, dominant and um, prominent. Uh, but the finish here is just moderate and uh, a very tasty, well-balanced white wine. This is the first wine that we actually produced. Our first vintage of the Brut was in 1989. And it was something that we wanted to introduce to the United States that appeals to the American palate, but really harkens back to what the true heritage of Champagne in France is. This is a great aperitif wine because it's uh, it, um, just a little bit of uh, yellow apple, a touch of peach. It has a little bit of uh, stone fruit here. I think that's a testament to the warm weather in uh, Albuquerque. Indeed, indeed. We actually have a huge temperature difference between the night and the day, which really helps us get a lot of acidity. Um, so it really creates just really beautiful, bright wines. Uh, and so... How many cases, um, you said we have three vintage wines, and we have the Brut, Blanc de Blanc, and uh, Brut Rosé. Mm -hmm. So that's six different SKUs. So we do 11 wines total. Oh. Uh, not all of them get out of the New Mexican market. Um, we've got a couple that are tasting room only, and then we just released our 25th anniversary sparkling wine, uh, celebrating our wonderful history. Um, Cuvée Vincent. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, your French is better than mine. Un peu. <laughs> okay, well, we've got 11 wines. Um, what's the website if we want to go check out Gruet? We are at Gruet.com. Nice and easy. G-R-U-E-T.com. Gruet. And it's interesting because I was chuckling, was it uh, Moet Chandon or Moet Chandon? It was a Gruet or Gruet? And now we know. It is French. It is Gruet. It is indeed. And I have heard it from the mouths of the Gruet family. So... 
It yeah, is indeed gruet. They probably put the right accent on it. So uh, <laughs> next one is Blanc de Noir. And for those out in Happy Hour Radio Land, Blanc de Noir means white from dark. And uh, this is a white wine pressed some black grapes, the uh, Pinot Noir grape, correct? Correct. We actually do blend in a little bit of Chardonnay on this. Um, it really helps us keep some of that nice brightness uh, that the American palate tends to like. And uh, what, so typically most wines, I mean, there's several ways to make sparkling wines. You add it 7-Up style by putting in carbonation. Uh, you can do it in this bulk style where um, it's all done in a, in a uh, kind of a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the third way, the most expensive way, and the best way is, is Method Champenoise, traditional method, Matoto Classico. And these wines are made... The bubbles are put in it by adding a little bit of sugar and uh, yeast during the second fermentation, which they call it, and that adds the bubbles. So how long does uh, are these wines uh, on tirage? We keep our wines on tirage for 24 months minimum. Um, all of our vintage wines are usually going to be looking at about four years on tirage. Uh, so the Blanc de Noir is definitely more of a fuller-bodied wine. Mm-hmm. Mm, this is very round, but it's also very polished, very glycerol. Um, Tell me about this. This is absolutely one of my favorite wines from the lineup. Um, we were actually number 43 on Spectator's Top 100 list, uh, which is very exciting for a non-vintage wine. It's something that you don't typically see. Um, and this is wine. I think this is the piece de resistance of our core lineup. It's just exceptional. Mm, I, I would agree. I think the mouthfeel here is really, really pretty. Um, there's, you know, I don't want, there's a touch of Krug in this. I don't know that they do the blending and gives you that complexity, but there's this richness in the wine, which um, I'm very surprised by. I'm uh, very impressed with, and because that is a uh, it, it's so polished. I'm like just taken back. Mm-hmm. And this is what's the percentage of Chardonnay here? This is 25 percent Chardonnay, 75 Pinot Noir. It tastes like they've had a little bit of uh, neutral oak aging. I mean, it gets that oxidative style, but not not in the toasted almond brioche way. Mm-hmm. Just in that real polished so- note in. Does this spend more time on tirage because it's that autolytic character is... It's exactly the same. 24 months. Uh, same, the whole core tier lineup, so the Rosé, the Brut, and the Blanc de Noir, are all at that 24-month period on tirage. Um, but you're right. This wine is just perfectly round, um, very, very well balanced, which I think is something that Chardonnay really brings to this blend. Adds that complexity, um, but the balance is great. So it's interesting. I think... Pinot Noir does not have quite the acidity as Chardonnay does, and that's what helps uh, um, sort of focus, uh, give you that mouthfeel, the focus on the richness and the texture. Uh, it's lovely. Uh, so these are this is seventeen bucks. Absolutely. Really. Yep. Seventeen dollars. You can find it in QFC, Fred Meyer. Um, I've got it at some great bottle shops around town, and hopefully getting it in a few more restaurants too. Well, you know, um, in my sommelier crowd, I know that uh, these are one of those, we have our little secrets, because as much as we want to drink Krug every day, (laughs) (laughs) we got to pay the mortgage and the rent and all that other stuff. So Gruet is kind of a a back pocket wine that we can uh, look to and enjoy, because just like this, this Blanc de Noir, which I have not had in a long time, and it's great to revisit this, uh, because I've been drinking too much Krug, but uh, this is going to work for me today at 17 bucks. Um, you said they have three vintage wines. Tell me about those wines. Are those available here in the market? I would like them to be. Um, I'm working with my team to get a couple of them into the market. Um, we do a 2010 sparkling rosé, 
Uh, we also have a 2007 uh, Gilbert Gruet Grand Reserve. It's a tribute to Gilbert Gruet, um, who unfortunately passed away in 1999. So this was a tribute to him. Um, and then we also have a 2010, which is tasting room only right now, and that is the Blanc de Blanc. Le Blanc de Blanc uh, is a 2010, and that's uh, they make vintage sparkling wine every year. I mean, are the vintages pretty consistent in Albuquerque? Only for the truly exceptional years. Um, 2007 and 2010 uh, are the ones that we've put the most into. Um, moving forward, I've heard that 2012 will be one of our next vintages. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with that. I'm and excited. I know it's harvest time here in Washington. Is it harvest in Albuquerque? And are the vineyards right in Albuquerque, or do they extend past uh, the this county or town city of Albuquerque? The winery is actually in the town of Truth and Consequences in New Mexico. I know, named after the show. Don't ask me why. Because you can, uh, actually. How are we going to name this show? I love that show. <laughs> uh, and uh, so it's about 170 miles south of Albuquerque. And the winery is in the heart of Albuquerque itself. Uh, and uh, do you know about the vine training? Is this sort of a, a cordon royal or single cordon or bush vine? Single cordon. Single cordon. Yes. Mm, it's really cool. Well, we have one more wine to go. When we come back from this break, we will try the Gruet Brut Rosé. And I have the pleasure of having Heather Early, who is the ambassador for Gruet Sparkling Wines from, yes, New Mexico and the town of Truth or Consequences. That's pretty fun. I did not know that. I love Happy Hour Radio. We get to learn something new, and uh, I always get to try something new. Um, these, fa- these wines, uh, let's see. Everything is $17. Correct, yep. And you want to check them out online, check out gruet.com, G-R-U-E-T. Hey, coming up on the show, I've got uh, Chef Becky Salengut, who's just written a book. She's releasing her book this past week. It's called Shroom, and she is, uh, if you know the Northwest, is great for foraging wild mushrooms, whether it be morels or chanterelles or matsutakis or, or cubenzies, for that matter. I mean, there's all sorts of mushrooms out there. And uh, Becky's going to share some of her recipes, some of her inspira- inspiration behind the book. Um, and uh, uh, this is great. We've got sparkling wine. We've got magic mushrooms. We've got <laughs> a magic chef uh, having a good time here at Happy Hour Radio. Hey, folks, if you miss a show... Don't forget you can check out the website. All of our episodes are up online, uh, both on iTunes uh, as a podcast and on happyhourradio.net. So stick around. We'll be right back. Delightful balance of wine education and the Seattle skyline with bold notes of personalized instruction. Reserve your spot today to attend one or four events at the Space Needle with Sky City Wine Director Jeffrey Dorgan. Sip, savor, and learn about four wines of varying styles per event hosted at Skyline, the 100-foot level at the Space Needle. Linger after and enjoy your favorite with some tasty bites. Click spaceneedle.com slash wineacademy. Breaking down the big stories. Glenn Beck, weekdays 9 to noon on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Now more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. 
We're back. Hey, having a great time here on Happy Hour Radio. I've got uh, the lovely ambassador for Gruet Sparkling Wines, Miss Heather Early. And coming up on the show, the lovely and talented, very talented and well-prosed uh, Chef Becky Selengut with uh, her great book, her new book, Shroom. And uh, Good Fish is her first solo book. Um, maybe they're not solo. She's got a partner, April Pogue, who is a wine professional just like me, helping her with some wine pairings. I'm excited to hear about that. But if you are into wine, if you love wine, you want to learn more, I want you to join my friend, the 2012 Sommelier of the Year, Jeffrey Dorgan. He's over at Space Needle up in the sky at Sky City, the Needles, the Space Needles Wine Academy. Um, He's got four or five events coming up, and each event has great wine and tasty bites. Uh, You can attend the Harvest Crush the Holiday Wine List, How to Make a Holiday Wine List, uh, the New Year New Wines event, and, of course, their finale, A World of Wine. Try one, try them all. It's the Wine Academy at the Space Needle. Lots of information. All you need to know is at spaceneedle.com backslash wineacademy to join my friend Jeffrey Dorgan. And I'm sure Jeffrey would be loving these Gruet sparkling wines. And we were chatting about the Brut and the Blanc de Blanc and all this information is at gruet.com. The last wine, the well, not the last. Let's say it's not the last. Our next wine is the Brut Rosé. So, Heather, tell me about this lovely pink wine. So, this is 100% Pinot Noir. And all sourced out of New Mexico. And it is bright, tart. It's got a little bit of berry to it, which I think pairs beautifully with everything. Start your meal, end your meal, start your morning, all the above. (laughs) Start your (laughs) engines. No, wait. You don't start your engines with this. Um, Yes, tasty. This has got a little tannin, obviously. So you said this is a blend of... uh, 100% Pinot. A blend of 100% Pinot. It is. It is. The most interesting blend of all. It is. I love those 100% blends. Some of my favorites. Uh, Lovely salmon color. Um, We were talking with the... uh, uh, the ambassador for uh, Krug about rosé wines, and um, color is an important part in Champagne, and I see that they brought uh, this beautiful color back to uh, America. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with pink wine. Everyone's got to just get on board. Get on board. Uh, they're coming. Trust me, they're coming. It's up. Um, and uh, this is delicious. So this this acidity is actually a little brighter than I expected because even though the Blanc de Noir is uh, rich and round, I think it had a touch less acidity here. But maybe perhaps, as they say, tannin actually uh, amplifies the perception of acidity a bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You can really see... I mean, there's something so amazing about this wine. You can really feel the tannin in the mouthfeel. Um, and it just pairs really beautifully with everything. <laughs> I, I mean, I, again, I think champagne should go with every meal all the time. That's that's my belief. I'm Sparkling trying... wine, champagne, you name it, right? Oh, it's all, it should all be there. It doesn't matter. Brute, we can do it. Cava, I mean, I'm there. Sparkling wine, I'm anytime. I'm there, too. And uh, this is a real treat. Um, so... We can look for these wines all around Seattle. At uh, I mean, they produce 100,000 cases, right? So it's great production. We're actually at a million cases. What? We are producing a million cases. Um, we're moving right along to hit 1.5 million by the end of the year. Wow. Yeah. it is. We're sold in 49 states. And locally- all right, Who's the lone state that's holding out? I know. We're going to call ask, them out right now. I'm going to say Alaska. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Alaska. Oh, they're pretty close. I want to say it's going to be like Maine. No, maybe not. We mm, like Maine. Maine's hip. Maine hip. is hip. They're with it. Yeah. All right. 
That's well. We'll get. The, we want to hear fifty states, but forty nine's got a nice ring to it, right? It absolutely does. Plus, it's easy to remember. <laughs> well, uh, this has been a treat. Uh, I invite everyone to check out Gruay Sparkling Wines with uh, their new family of Precept wines. Uh, Heather Early, thank you so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you for having me. It's been great. It has been great, and uh, the North Pacific Northwest is great, and it's good to have another sparkling wine in our family close by. Um, Speaking of family, uh, I think the culinary world here in the Seattle and the Northwest is all about family. Um, and I want to welcome Becky, Chef Becky Salengut to Happy Hour Radio. How are you doing, Chris? I'm loving life. This is uh, It's always fun to have sparkling wines, uh, yellow, pink. Uh, we had chocolate last week. <laughs> we have mushrooms and salmon and fish coming up now. Um, great to have you. So you ha- you're a... Well, one of our newly transplanted folks, uh, you came to Seattle in 96 and started working professionally? Yep. I actually came out here to go to UW Med School, and much to my family's chagrin, I took a little detour. <laughs> and I <laughs> To the cafeteria? Uh-huh. And I still joke, I still joke, because I'm like, I, I still wear white, I use knives, sometimes there's blood, uh, you right. know, because I was wanting to be a surgeon, so just kind of got more into butchery, I guess. Oh, so. my goodness. Well, um, I guess it's all related to some degree, except some the degree. food is better in your area than it is in hospitals, That's right? right? And everybody's, everyone's always happy to see me. Ah, yes, just you know? true. Which, well. is, which is a kind of great thing. I mean, I'm, I'm think the, I think chocolate and wine, you guys can relate. Chocolate and wine? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone's always happy to see us. Uh, we and uh, everyone's happy to be here on Happy Hour Radio. We're just getting happy. This is really fun. So you've uh, had a great uh, tenure in some of uh, Seattle's fantastic restaurants, so the Herb Farm. Yep, I was at the Herb Farm for four years, and that's actually where I learned pretty much everything about fish and mushrooms. We had um, we had like you know fifty pound king salmon from Alaska coming in the back door, and we had abalone and gooey duck and all this crazy stuff that I. I hadn't seen in New Jersey, where I'm from, so it was awesome, and sea urchin. <clears throat> Maybe not fresh. It might have been frozen over there, right? Uh, I, I had some of the stuff I had never seen before. Were you working with Jerry Tronfeld? I was. Uh. I consider him my mentor, and I still work with him on some projects now, and um, he contributed uh, a recipe to both my books, um, and we're having our release party at his restaurant tonight, Poppy. Ah. So. That was last week, and we loved it. <laughs> What was last week? <laughs> we um we well that that party I bet it would have been fun and that would have been Tuesday night. Oh oh right I'm sorry I'm with you now. <laughs> exactly sorry it was wonderful I'm a little I know. hungover. Uh, right, exactly it's been a long week and all these bubbles are going to my head too. <laughs> wow yeah it was great yeah. <clears throat> well tell me about uh, the inspiration of so say you had worked at the herb farm and then La Spiga and Medusa so you mm-hmm. have a, a lot of northwest because herb farm is all northwest but right. you got some international flavor with the Italian, Italian side Italian huh? yeah both parts both um, north and southern Italy um, I'm I really get uh, I have to say I get bored easily maybe it's the chef ADD thing but I'm, I jump around from cuisine to cuisine and I'm always wanting to learn new stuff so um Vietnamese, bring it on, Thai, Japanese cuisine. I'd say, you know, my expertise is definitely in Pacific Northwest, but um, I really liked, especially with this um, new book, exploring a lot of these recipes are not what people might expect with a mushroom cookbook, which is like, hey, cream, hey, butter, hey, mushroom brown soup, you know, but I I pull out a lot of Indian, Vietnamese um, influences and, and try and shake it up a little bit. 
I'm really excited about mushrooms, and because the Northwest, we we have the a host of the bountiful, uh, the cornucopia of bounty here, um, whether it's fish and game and uh, produce, and of course, uh, forest foraging. Um, tell me about your first book. Your first book was called Good Fish, or is called Good Fish. It's and, called Good Fish, yeah. And the inspiration was from uh, Jerry, and you said you like Northwest. Yeah, and, and also, honestly, it's a it's a book about fish, and it's a cookbook, but it's also about sustainability. And I was feeling, as a chef and a writer, a, a responsibility to kind of do something about the problems I was reading about with uh, our oceans and fish and I felt like if I could make it a really fun book and great recipes and at the same time like slip in the sort of educational thing without people knowing that they were, you know, getting a little mini chefy lecture, <laughs> which I hope to have accomplished with that book. Um, that was my goal with that one. So, Well, uh, I'm just looking at the book. I think the production value for, uh, and I'm going to call it a cookbook, right? Because it's got yeah. recipes. Yeah. Um, but your, just the feel, the texture of the pages, the, the who took all these Great pictures because um, you don't mind yeah. if I drool on these spot prawns with no. crack salad. That's <laughs> <laughs> no. In fact, drooling and crack salad tend to go hand in hand. So mm. um, uh, we have I have a great team that I have around me, and it's it's my wife April Pogue who does all the wine pairings, and our uh, the photographer Claire Barboza. And this is Shroom is our second team effort together, and I hope to write millions of books with these two. They're wonderful. So yeah, she Claire Barboza is the photographer. Um, and we had a, a great um, designer, Anna Goldstein, on it. And we have a great designer on this new one. Um, so it's just a great team. Well, I'm just thumbing through uh, Good Fish, and it is really well done, put together. I like how you balance some Northwest photos with actual photos of the dishes because the photos and uh, this is here's how it's supposed to look like at home, right? Because this yeah. is when you pull the recipe together. Uh, fantastic. All these great recipes. I like how you've got some of the how-to stuff along with um, the mouthwatering. The scallop crudo is just killing me. It's going to go well with that gruy sparkling wine, I'm sure. Um, but uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about room and uh, some recipes and some great wine pairings with uh, we'll go back to some fish but most importantly about shroom lots of mushrooms here lots of fungi fungus and um, tasty among us right all that stuff uh, here on happy hour radio with chef becky selengut the author of the newest cookbook um, and foraging book called shroom Hey, folks, if you're out there and looking for fun events to enjoy, I want you to check out uh, the Northwest Chocolate Festival. That's nwchocolate.com. That's coming up October 3rd through the 5th. It's over at Pier 66. It's the 6th annual. In fact, it's the largest uh, gathering of chocolatiers, not mouseketeers, chocolatiers uh, in the world. And we've got it right here in our backyard, and you will be surprised, uh, overwhelmed, and... um, Well, not left unsatisfied with uh, your taste bud adventure with all the great chocolates. I want to thank Brian Cisneros here. From last week, he came in and showed us all about that Northwest Chocolate Festival. So stick around. We'll be right back here on Happy Hour Radio.
delightful balance of wine education and the Seattle skyline with bold notes of personalized instruction. Reserve your spot today to attend one or four events at the Space Needle with Sky City Wine Director Jeffrey Dorgan. Sip, savor, and learn about four wines of varying styles per event hosted at Skyline, the 100-foot level at the Space Needle. Linger after and enjoy your favorite with some tasty bites. Click spaceneedle.com slash wineacademy. The home of the great one. Mark Levin. Weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570 KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. Uh, there's always time for another round here on Happy Hour Radio. And welcome back to the show. I uh, want to thank Heather Early with Gruet Sparkling Wines. That's Gruet.com. Um, some of the best sparkling wines in the world. And we've got to thank our, our friends at Precept for uh, helping them along and bringing them here. Um, but it's harvest time in the Northwest, and everyone's pulling grapes down from uh, Yakima to Chelan to Walla Walla and more. And out there in the world, there's also things like mushrooms. Uh, it is mushroom season coming up, and that might be all year round, but Chef Becky Selengut, who's uh, the new author of Shroom, I'm going to call you my mushroom expert, and I hope that you are, because you're writing books about it. Would that be true? <laughs> you know, I'm not a foraging expert or a mycologist, so if you said, hey, here's a photo of this crazy mushroom I got in the woods, should I eat it? I'll, I'll always say no. Yeah. But um, I, would, I defer to the Puget Sound Mycological Society, or any mycological society in any city, to be the expert, and I was taught by an expert to forage. So this book is definitely not a foraging book. Okay. Um, it's absolutely not. It's what you do when you get the mushrooms and how you get them is your business. Uh, right. <laughs> you can forage at Pike Place Market or the Farmer's Market who've already uh, put them in nice little pints, dry pints for you. Right. Well, some of the uh, great uh, bounty we have in the Northwest obviously are mushrooms, and I know that uh, morels are, are are local, as are chanterelles. What are some of the other mushrooms that we find here in the Northwest? One of the really special ones is uh, matsutake, which is a Japanese mushroom. It, it's just coming into season right now. It's um, It smells like uh, red-hot cinnamon candies. No way. Totally. And a little bit like sweat socks, but in a not bad way. So it's got a little bit of that earth and red hots. Um, there was a famous mycologist, David Aurora, who described them as red hots and sweat socks. And so that's a famous line I'm giving you. Famous like in, among mushroom geeks. Okay. Um, but people always think of mushrooms as having one flavor. And I have 15 mushrooms in shroom, and they're, they all have different personalities, just like people. So the book is based on 15 select species of, of fungus. Right, both wild and cultivated or farmed. Uh -huh. And I organized the book from easiest to hardest. So like button mushroom is the first chapter, you know. <laughs> and I also have, uh, I thought you would find this pretty funny, Chris. I don't think we have time to do it, but we have a, I have a what shroom are you game at oh, the beginning. Really? Because I wanted the book to be really like lighthearted and fun. and Lion's mane. So like I'll just give you the first question. Okay. It's Saturday night. Are you home trying to figure out how to use the rented steam cleaner? Drinking just one very small glass of wine and playing cards with your friends? Three, at a party having fun but sort of wishing you were home watching the Colbert Report. Four, at a dive bar singing karaoke off-key? Or five, climbing a mountain with a Sherpa named Tenzing? Ooh. So which one are you? Uh, I'm probably three or four. All right. Well, four, I think. You think you're four? Do you, uh, want, yeah. do you want me to finish this real quick at, yeah. the, at this point? Okay. Karaoke Machine only has three songs on it. Do you sing That's Amore by Dean Martin, Don't Stop Believing by Journey, or Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen? Oh, God. Well, uh, Journey was the first concert I ever saw, and uh, I try to see them every year because I'm stuck in the 80s. So we'll say Don't Stop Believing. Okay. Christopher Chan, you're a morel mushroom. 
You're a little dark, maybe even goth or perhaps a ninja. When you occasionally allow people to get close, they love you and can't get enough of you, although your exes claim you're hollow inside. Oh, that's not true. My exes don't claim that. <laughs> they claim I, I, well, I love that game. <laughs> that is so fun. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. That is really entertaining. So tell me about the 15 mushrooms you have in the book. We started with Button and yeah. we ended up with Morel. I know the Mor- I'm in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, chanterelle and lobster mushrooms, truffles, even though they're not technically a mushroom, they're sort of related, a cousin of mushrooms. Um, we have lion's mane. People might not have heard of that one. We have... Um, Oh, hedgehog, which is like the cutest mushroom. Oh, yeah. It's got little tiny little quills underneath. That's pretty awesome. We have shiitake mushrooms, king trumpet. Um, oh, gosh. King trumpet and... Uh, Matsutakis. Matsutakis. And, and there's that... Uh, what's the... Oh, it- my favorite. Sorry. The Italian mushroom and French uh, porcini. mushroom. Porcini. Porcini, yes. The, the French term is... Um, French term is... Oh, my God. Sep. Sep, <laughs> I yes. I had a brain fart. Okay. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> or or uh, Belitus. People call it Belitus, too, Belitus. which is the uh, Latin. Well, so, um, and so locally we've got uh, chanterelles. We've got... Uh, we've got all of those that well, I mentioned, of, yeah. except for one, which is maitake, which is wild from the East Coast. Ah, we right. have it cultivated here, so you'll see it in packages yeah. from farms. But maitake is the one mushroom we don't have in the Pacific Northwest. It's but very we, white, slender, good for frying. Um, Tempura. Yeah, uh, maitake, I think maybe, I'll show you a picture of maitake. Or is it hanchimiji, I'm thinking? That's, you're thinking of hanchimiji, uh, which is a uh, beach mushroom. And the, the maitake looks like a, um, it's also oh, called yeah. chicken of the woods. It looks like a, a rooster or chicken showing you its is business. Is that like business. hen of the woods, too? Yes. All right. That's a great photo. Yeah. Uh, Claire Barbosa. I love it. And so uh, Shroom is available um, at uh, Elliott Bay Books and yep. Uh, yep. probably other sources. Yep. At that unnamed place where you can get it for half price. You know what? I'm I'm hoping you have since you have a game in there. I'm hoping you have a little scratch and sniff too. You know that was my idea. Oh my god, Chris, totally. That was my idea. I tried to to do a scratch and sniff, and my publisher's like, "You're crazy," and we're not doing that. So you can have your stupid game. Oh, your stupid game. It was on the negotiating table actually. Scratch and sniff mushroom book. I thought it was great. That'd be so much fun. A little mushroom on the front. You scratch it. Yeah, like the Willy Wonka wallpaper. You could have just had a little bit of mmm, and then grow, and then have that the reaction where you blow up like uh, Veruca Salt. Exactly. (laughs) Or Violet Beauregard. That's what it was. (laughs) Oh, too fun. Well, tell me some of your favorite, your favorite recipes, uh, and for different mushrooms and different occasions. um, We got a little bit of time, and I wanna, I wanna get my mouth, my whistle wet with uh, some savories. Some well, you've got some. No sweet. I refuse to do a mushroom dessert. So there's there's no sweet, <laughs> I'm happy to say. Uh, one of my favorite recipes is very simple. It's um, called portobello shakshuka with baked eggs and Israeli feta. And it's based off a Tunisian recipe. And, you know, you're not, you don't think about that area for mushrooms. But I, I, I adapted it. It's a really nice, I'm showing a picture which won't help your listeners whatsoever. Oh, a uh, uh, cast iron skillet with uh, the beautiful red sauce and two, four big Portobellos, portobellos with with fried eggs inside, you know, and fried egg inside each one with mint and chilies and lots of olive oil and you just dip pita into it and it's really easy. It's a beginner recipe. It's all in one pan. 30 minutes you're done and I love that one for just the simplicity. Mm. Um is there a wine pairing with that? Yes, of course. Sorry. Okay, my April bad. Pogue, my a- friend. April just about died right now. Um, she's pairing it with an uh, Italian Chianti Classico, uh, the high acid of the high tomatoes. High acid tomatoes. And the high acid of the Chianti, um, plus and the earthiness. Earthiness the, the and little, the mint. The little the, funk. And mm. April likes a little funk. So, <laughs> well, um, we got the fungus. <laughs> <laughs> um, another recipe I really like is a, 
uh, shiitake noodle salad with uh, nookmam and herbs based on a Vietnamese traditional noodle, cold shiitake noodle. Shiitake doodle? <laughs> noodle. Oh, I thought it was like Yankee doodle. I got shiitake doodle. Uh, and April paired this with a French Riesling. Naturally. Uh, um, yes. Because Riesling is a spicy dish. Um, it's quite refreshing. Uh, the high high acid, high sugar um, Riesling um, and the floral notes. And the, the pictures are beautiful, especially when you get to Vietnam. You've got all the, the mint and the carrots and the limes and all the beautiful exactly. colors there. Yeah. Um, give me more because I'm loving this. Lunchtime's coming up because uh, we need some tapas. I'm going to go tapa. Happy tapa hour. All right. Well, this is one that uh, adapted from a good friend of mine um, uh, who had just gotten back from Sichuan cuisine, a uh, Sichuan uh, region in China, and I adapted his recipe for dan dan noodles uh, with pork, shiitakes, pickled mustard greens, and spicy chili oil. And this was uh, paired with an off-dry German riesling. But so, what was the mushroom? Mushroom of the shiitakes. Oh, uh, the shiitake. The okay. Shiitakes yeah, on yeah. that one. So I'm, I'm like caught up, like oh, yeah. I'm just lost in this little beautiful uh, descriptors. Like, where did the mushroom go? Well, I wanted also to write a book that wasn't just like, hey, here's a big fat mushroom on the center of a plate, and you know, because people really, a lot of people don't like mushrooms, and so this is like, I wanted to sneak this in. It doesn't have to always be the star, but it, it's a great supporting character, you know, with its umami and deep earthiness and wonderful. It's flexibility, funk. yeah, because you go and and you know. I, I love French food, and obviously, growing up, um, when I worked at the Alexis Hotel, and Bruce Naftalty, Chef Bruce, was one of my was the executive chef at the time, and and that classic stuff. So I learned about garlic and butter and cream and all that. And so, to me, taking these mushrooms to the next level is really really exciting because um, that the Vietnamese dish, the shiitakes, have I think some of the most beautiful texture mm-hmm. because they're just uh, al dente enough, but they're a little bit flexible, and they've just they go they got. I don't know. They're a little, they're a little slimy, but it's really <laughs> in a good way. Um, I know what you're talking about. Um, we try not to use the word slimy in my world now because I'm trying to change What's the people's word? mind. Oh, there's a hint of glycerin. They got a great mouth. Feel. I like the al dente. I think that that's great, and and uh, it it bites back at you a little bit. It's uh, got texture. Um, if you caramelize it enough, meaning you get it brown enough, you you can get away from the, the the sliminess of mushrooms. And a lot of sliminess is because people haven't cooked it properly. Oh, and they oh. crowd the pan, they steam it. They're in a hurry. They're in a hurry. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So well, uh, I'll say this that um you know my good friend chef Bill Morris, he made something called shiitake bacon and yeah. that was where you dried it out and it was like Oh, that was so good. So this is a treat. I have Chef Becky Selengat, who is the uh, author and uh, local chef. Her newest book is called Shroom. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk about a couple more wine pairings uh, from her lovely wife, April Pogue, who is the director of wine for Lule. She's actually general manager now. Oh, wait. She got promoted. (laughs) She did. Which means she's working 10 more hours a week. Absolutely. That's why she's not here. (laughs) Well, uh, hopefully she's tuning in this weekend, as I'm sure she will. But uh, stick around here on Happy Hour Radio. We're going to be uh, coming back with more mushrooms, mouthfuls of delicious stuff, and I'm going to take another sip of this fantastic Gruet wine. So uh, you're living the life here on Happy Hour Radio. (laughs) 
delightful balance of wine education and the Seattle skyline with bold notes of personalized instruction. Reserve your spot today to attend one or four events at the Space Needle with Sky City Wine Director Jeffrey Dorgan. Sip, savor, and learn about four wines of varying styles per event hosted at Skyline, the 100-foot level at the Space Needle. Linger after and enjoy your favorite with some tasty bites. Click spaceneedle.com slash wineacademy. Breaking down the big stories. Glenn Beck, weekdays 9 to noon on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Now more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chen. Hey, and welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. We are shrooming here on the show, and uh, it's been a long time since I've been shrooming. But it's uh, never been so much fun as it is today. And um, I'm here with Chef Becky Selengut and also author Becky Selengut. Um, Becky, if we have, do you have a website that we can people yeah. can find more about you? Yeah, um, it's real hard. BeckySelengut.com. There you go. Uh, so if you can remotely spell my last name, you're there. And um, also the cookbooks, both my cookbooks go along with videos to help people. Um, so with techniques that are visual, I do a video. So oh. so goodfishbook.com and shroomthecookbook.com all lead to YouTube videos with instructional stuff on it. Goodfishcookbook.com. Goodfishbook. Oh, goodfishbook.com and shroomthecookbook.com. But Shroom. If you, yeah, but if you forget all that, just go to Becky Selengut and they're there. Yes, Becky Selengut. So. S-E-L-E-N-G-U-T. So, Becky, um, that's cool that you've got videos and you've done some talk shows. You're on my radio show, which is really fun. Um, but let's get back to cooking. So, if we have a recipe, do we have a recipe for someone to do, I mean, give me that all-star recipe that anybody can cook. I'm going to say the um, fried hedgehog mushrooms with cheddar grits, fried eggs, and Tabasco honey. <laughs> so wow. that's like that's like you know basic basic sautéed mushrooms. They're really delicious. You can sub any other kind of mushroom in for the hedgehog mushrooms. Chanterelles would be great. You make some cheddar grits, you fry some eggs, and then you mix Tabasco and honey, and you drizzle it over the whole thing, and then you have a you know cup of coffee and mimosa and. Yeah, great, great <laughs> brunch eating, Take a and that's nap. that's paired with Bloody Marys. So, oh, very good. You know, so that's like a just straightforward, you know, yummy, happy food. And then uh, if you want to go more complex, uh, this is actually not even hard to make at all. But you take those porcinis we we're talking about, and you slice them pretty thin. You roast them, and we're gonna make a salad with pine nuts and lemon salt. And it's very simple. I take some um, pine nuts and I uh, um, mix them with Parmesan. And um, we kind of end lemon zest and just crumble it over the whole salad with some good olive oil. And April paired that with an Austrian Gruner Veltliner. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. Well, I like that. It's got a little bit of pesto-y, the Parmesan and pine nut, and, of course, the olive oil. But you're adding a little lemon, which makes me think gremolata a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I love those bright flavors, uh, the salty, the acidic, the tart, um, and, of course, the savory. So is there a key to making great mushrooms? Do we want – you never wash them, or do you always wash them? I mean, what oh, are some... gosh. I wish that were that – were... Like I could give advice, are just so black and white. But it turns out that you know you you don't need to wash them if they're cultivated because they're usually pretty clean. You can just wipe them off. But if you've got really nasty, you know, <laughs> dirty chanterelles that have like all of the Pacific Northwest woods on them, if I tell you to brush them, you're going to hate me and you're never going to make these recipes. So uh, I show people in a video how to dunk them in water and get the dirt off and then lay them out on a towel, dry them out really well, and then you know leave extra room in the pan to saute them so that the Moisture evaporates and they start caramel caramelizing. 
Ah, good little techniques because it's easy to have a saute pan and, and dice up a bunch of mushrooms or chop them up and throw them in there and think, of, gosh, why is that? Are they not caramelizing or why aren't they right. getting the texture I want? Because right. it's about having that. Um, they're obviously just little sponges and they keep that moisture, so you will get yeah. let that uh, br- uh, f- evaporate out. Um, Speaking of wine, April, do you like to cook with a couple different wines? With uh, uh, I know we're pairing wine with the final dish, but yeah. is there something that you like to splash on every now and then with some of those mushrooms that make them? I I have always have on hand dry white vermouth, mm-hmm. and I use that as my cooking wine of choice for most things. Um, Unless, of course, I'm making a red wine sauce. And then I'll usually use a blend because I find a, a blended red wine on, upon reduction is more balanced versus, let's say, reducing a Nebbiola or something. Uh, what, what are you going to get when that's reduced all the way down? You know what I mean? You're yeah. gonna, your mouth's going to like pucker Ooh, inwards. Acid and, and tannin. Right. And so some... a blend, you get the best the best of all worlds, I think, and you mitigate kind of the, the edges of the not great parts of it. So I use a red wine blend and I use dry white vermouth a lot. Well, uh, that's that's cool to hear because I'm a big dry white vermouth fan too. It's it's easy to put a little splash in there to help uh, do a little reduction or uh, deglazing, and uh, this has been really delicious time. Um, congratulations on your brand new book, Shroom, available at uh, Elliott Bay Bookstore and of course online, uh, and your Good Fish book, which uh, I haven't seen in a while. It's just delicious too. So you've got two beautiful books, great photography, and I'm sure fantastically delicious recipes. So Becky Salgat, thank you so much for joining me and having. Happy Hour Radio. Thanks, Christopher. Well, um, I invited everyone to go to those websites, uh, to shroomthecookbook.com, to check out how to make mushrooms, because we have so many great mushrooms here in the Pacific Northwest that uh, learning a couple tricks of the trade, and from a talented chef like Becky, um, you're going to go far. (laughs) Uh, But don't go too far away, because remember, we're here on Happy Hour Radio every Saturday, 11 a.m. to noon on KVI. And uh, if you want to see me out and about... Don't forget the Red Mountain Block Party is coming up uh, September 27th. Also have the Northwest Chocolate Festival, which is October 3rd through the 5th nwchocolate.com um, and there's so many great things out there uh, if you have any uh, events that you want to go check out check out seattleuncorked.com want to thank Heather Early from Gruway that's the fantastic sparkling wine from New Mexico and of course chef and author Becky Selengut with a new book Shroom hey folks I had a good time remember if you want to check out some of our past guests some of our great shows and future guests check out happyhourradio.net And like I always, well, I always like to say, I should say, (laughs) life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers. Cheers.